BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast and happy hump day. It is Wednesday, the middle of the week. Congratulations. You made it to the hump. Now let's get over the hump by humping someone you love. (laughs) That's so beautiful, Claudia. No matter where you are, no matter what season it is, what month it is, like I know that you, Claudia Ashray, McClurdia, will always get me through hump day and remind me to hump my loved ones. That is... If that's the legacy I leave here on this here planet, I will be nothing short of grateful. I think that it's part of your legacy. I don't know if you or I don't know how many Wednesdays ago was the last time that you let a hump day go by without letting us know that it's hump day. It must have been a day where there wasn't a toast, you know, like a Jewish holiday or something. Yeah. Speaking of, this is sadly our final episode of the week until Tuesday of next week because this evening I'm headed out to North Carolina for shows in Charlotte and Durham and then I will be in Birmingham, Alabama this weekend and I will return to New York on Monday, which means the toast will return on Tuesday. So I apologize for the lack of episodes, but you know, moguls got a moog. Mogul's got a mog. I'm excited for all the toasters who get to see you live in person this weekend. And I need to make a plan for myself for how I'm going to enjoy this little hiatus. I have like some things that I'm going to do that I wouldn't be able to do if we were doing toast, but I need to do more of those things. However, Maybe you should practice your driving. I should accept Floridians. There's Tropical Storm Nicole headed our way. Could turn into a hurricane. Could not. It's supposed to make landfall today. So if you're a Floridian, especially on the coast, beware of Tropical Storm Nikki. Who knows what she might bring? Not the Tropical Storm having a normal name for once. Right. And just being like a female. Tropical Storm Nicole Mallon. Literally. Like that's such a, a name. It's such a name. Who knows what what she'll bring us maybe just rains and wind she might turn into a hurricane Mm. I'm learning so much about hurricane culture now that I live down here so everyone just be prepared hunker down I guess like don't drive if you don't have to make it chilly don't learn how to drive when there's a tropical storm coming through well perhaps once the storm passes you could use this free time to learn how to drive and speaking of learning how to drive We've been teasing for a while. Um, The vlog is finally up. Jackie's taking her permit test, and we don't know if she passed. We don't know if she failed. But the only way to find out is go to patreon.com slash the toast. And the vlog is, people are lauding it as some of our best work. Our vlogging skills were so on point in the last two weeks. We have our Halloween vlog up also. So if you do join Patreon, you'll get access to that. And people are saying that's their most favorite vlog ever. It's truly unhinged because you get more Halloween content you know you like we're in costume for half the vlog just like being psychotic 
Varys and Damon. Mm-hmm. It was really premium stuff on the Patreon uh, end of October, early November. There's really never been a better time to join, in my opinion. But what, what does never my opinion mean? Time. Nothing. Your opinion means everything to me, McClurd. You mean the world to me. You are my everything. You are the only thing that matters, matters to me. Beautiful. Or usual. And I mean it. You know, we've got a great show today. It's Wednesday, which means it's Dear Toaster's Day, which is really just one of my favorite things on the planet to do. Um, And we've got a real real tough decision to make for our third and final I read it honestly I have no idea what to do okay hopefully maybe it's something that I weirdly have experience in you know uh I don't think it is you don't know everything about me that's true but I do and I know that you probably don't have a similar story to the third dear toasters um and we're coming off of election day, you know, it's the Wednesday after election day. I think like pretty much all the races were called. Hope everyone got no, the there's results. Still, there's still a few that are like too close to call. I hope everyone got the results that they were hoping for, um, even though that's not how elections work. Um, but it did get me thinking. I was calling, I spoke to Jackie yesterday um, and I don't know if it was just me, but I feel like for the first time ever I was like really looking deeply into like how weird influencer culture is when it comes to voting and voting election day. um and I don't know what in particular set me off but it was just like a a day of like watching people's content like talking to their audience like they're fucking brain dead that like I <laughs> I actually at last night I called Jackie I was hysterically crying I was laughing so hard because I guess I didn't really even put it together until like one day back to back just seeing everyone's voting content I really realized like how almost insulting to our intelligence it is the way influencers talk to us about voting. Like, make a plan, bring a snack, like, <laughs> like map out your route. It's like, it's the church on the corner I go to every Sunday. Like, it's like the way that you're talking to us, like we're so fucking stupid. No, it, it was like how we cackle. How do we survive the other days of the year? Right. Like, we need them to handhold us to the ballot. No, and Box. then like I think what really did me in was like it was raining in LA and like LA influencers were like, bring an umbrella. Oh, what? I should bring the umbrella in the rain? I never thought of that. Like, no, it's really like, I don't know why they're talking to us. Like we're first graders. Like it was so honestly, like it was embarrassing. No, and I wonder if there's anyone, even though I'm, I'm sure there's not, who like really is getting their resources, their voting resources, like from influencers. No. No, that's a good question. I'm not sure. But then that also brings up another point where it's like, I don't think yesterday, I don't think I posted like a go out and vote. Like I spoke about it on the podcast and like, I don't know, I just didn't feel like I needed to hit every platform with the same thing that everyone's posting. And like, there were a few messages like really irresponsible of you not to use your platform. And I just want to know if there's anyone listening, anyone who follows me on Instagram who didn't vote because I didn't post on my Instagram. I just spoke about it on the podcast. Because you didn't remind them to vote and they couldn't have remembered any other way. They didn't see any messaging elsewhere in their community, their friends, their family members. Nobody else mentioned it. And if Claudia had, maybe that would have made all the difference. Right. And so if that's the case, then that's a you problem, not a me problem. Yeah. No, I just don't know how for centuries, like people got out the vote when like there weren't <laughs> influencers on Instagram, like posting a picture with their sticker and, and, and letting you know to make a plan. The sticker thing doesn't bother me because people want to like flex like, yeah, I voted. Like it's become like no, a this, social. And it's, a, it's, a, 
It's a cute sticker. I don't mind when people, well, I only mind when people post their sticker when it becomes a thing, like if you didn't, right. like, uh-oh, shame, you're marked. Yeah. No, the sticker thing doesn't bother me, especially people like we're making cute sticker content. It's the, obviously encouraging people to vote is a positive thing, but it's like the tone in which they do it like is actually insulting. Like, so you tie your shoes, then you get in your car, make a right, and don't forget to bring a snack. Like, it's, like, so... Go potty beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, wear a diaper. It's literally how you would prepare first graders for a field trip. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, we it's are wild. all grown adults. We pay our own bills. Like, we make our own decisions. Like, we know how to get in the car and vote. And people... And this was the other thing. Like, and I, I will say, like, we voted early when you were here. So, like, it really did take, I swear to God, three minutes. Mm-hmm. But everyone's content, like... We just left, like, it took literally 30 seconds. Like, like it was so easy. Like, we literally didn't even have to go to the bathroom. Like, I get it. Like, I get the messaging, but I feel like we've gone, we've, a lot of people, like, have gotten so internet recently that they, they don't even realize how stupid they sound telling people to take an umbrella out in the rain in L.A. Like, we know. We know umbrellas are helpful when it's raining. Yeah. Agreed. So also, it was just making me giggle beyond. I was like, called Jackie last night. You guys, I was in tears. Like, it was so stupid. It was so stupid. And also, like, the voting messaging, which has been around for a while, but it just, like, makes me cringe every time. Is like, people, like, sexualizing voting. Like, voting makes me so horny. <laughs> you know what's one of my turn-ons? Voting. You don't vote, I'm not going to suck your dick. No, and like at its core, like, yeah, no, everyone should vote. Like if you're dating someone and like they don't vote and like they don't care, like that's lame. But like the phrasing of like voting makes me wet, like I could die. <laughs> it literally sounds like one of my books. I could die. You, There should be a spicy book that you read about voting because yeah. that's how no, sexy that's what's voting next. is. By the way, that's what's next. Like the way people have been sexualizing voting. It's so weird. It's so weird. And like, we've been voting for centuries. Like, it's it's going to be okay. If, no. You know, you don't cream your pants over no, a vote. It was, it was genuinely too much. Like, I was cracking up. I just think, yeah. I, honestly, I don't even know. I just think like, it's it's deep internet culture that like, I was looking at from just a human POV. And I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah. You no, know? Voting is important. It's so I- important. And that's the bottom line. Right. But it's not all sexy. This, hy- this hyperbole, the sexualization of voting, the dumbing down of voting. Yeah. We don't, no, it's I insulting. don't think we need it. I don't think we need it. But I just want to remind all of our listeners um, that if it is raining, it's super important to bring an umbrella. And that could help you from, shield you from the rain. That is, you know, at its core, the, the function of an umbrella, so... So something to think about. I don't know. Take it or leave it. It's a little controversial. It's, but that's what we do here. You know, hot takes at the toast. Um, I'm glad we spoke about that because it was cracking me up last night. Um, and we have uh, we have to get into the stories, but there was one other thing. There's the new, the finale of Love is Blind dropped. I haven't seen it yet. And when he fucking spoils it for me, I'll literally come to your house and kill you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but I will be watching it tonight on the plane. So look out to my stories for some premium recap content. Can't wait for that. Yeah. So I think now, without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know. 
And today's episode is brought to you by Origins. The pioneering nature-infused skincare brand has elevated gift sets that will surprise and delight everyone on your holiday shopping list. Origins creates transformative skincare with naturally derived ingredients to noticeably improve how skin looks and feels. Origins has a long history of commitment to our planet by reducing waste and caring for our natural resources. All of Origins holiday gift set cartons are plastic-free, recyclable, and sourced from responsibly managed forests. And for every tree harvested, now trees are planted. To date, the brand has planted the brand has planted over 2 million trees around the world, so you can feel good about the gifts you are giving this season from Origins. I feel like everybody has something from Origins in their skincare routine, but these gift sets that they're selling for the holidays are so premium because like First of all, gift set is such an underrated thing to get for someone in your life. And skincare is like things that everybody needs, whether they're really into skincare or not. It's a great gift because who doesn't want to take care of their skin, even if they're not doing it already? I got like four or five. And there's like just certain people in your life who it's the perfect gift for. They're made really nice. They're wrapped really nice. It's just like a really elegant gift to give to give gift to give to somebody. So you can get the sets today. They're available at origins.com. And it's just great to, to uh, support a brand that is taking care of the planet, that's obviously taking care of your skin. They have premium ingredients, all natural, all that stuff. But then also they're giving back to the planet, planting trees, making sure that their sets and their uh, packaging is all good for the environment. And it's just a premium way to take care of your skin and take care of the people in your life. So again, you can get those gift sets today available at origins.com. Make sure you do that soon so they arrive in time for the holidays and you're not a last minute gift giver because nobody likes that. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Match Dating App. Do you, do you, Match the Dating App is pretty hot and bothered about this topic. Understandably, it's a juicy one. Match believes the most important relationship is with yourself. So in a world where you can choose to do anything or do anyone, choose yourself first because dating someone who knows what they want and won't settle for less, that is sexy. Honestly, I love this about Match that they're like really, really obviously a great platform to meet someone, but they're also encouraging people to like look inward first because in the words of RuPaul, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Amen. Um, so Match is really encouraging you to look inward, love yourself, be your own best friend, take yourself out to nice dinners. If you're not having to sit like with annoying people who don't stimulate the conversation, you could just like, you know, be by yourself, maybe read a book, look at people, eat good. If they're the ghosting type, be your own boo. If you do you, you already know that the best relationships show up when you show up for yourself first. There's never been a better time to try Match. You can download the Match app today. So many people, there's, I feel like Match is just one of those companies that has a really, really great record. So many people have met lifelong partners, husbands, wives on Match. It's a really premium dating app. And I love that they encourage you to look after yourself before looking for someone else. So you can download the Match app today. There has never been a better time to try Match. Love that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Our stories today are unique, I would like Ooh, to say, but I think they're we'll inspire, unique New York. Will inspire some interesting conversation. Okay. They're very like Friday stories, but I guess today is our Friday. It's the Friday of the week for sure. It's very Friday Wednesday. Our first story, Lauren Conrad admits she became Team Kristen after Laguna Beach rewatch. So the big news of the week, really, honestly, nothing shocks me anymore. I know. This shocked me. We yeah. reported a few weeks ago that Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti have a Laguna Beach rewatch podcast with Dear Media called Back to the Beach. They've been rewatching episodes of the show and they've been bringing on people from the show, producers, getting a lot of behind the scenes tea about the show. And I think also for them, it's been like very 
healing. They talk about it in this episode that I watched because Lauren Conrad joined the season finale, which blew my mind. Not only are her and Kristen famous rivals, but Lauren has really disconnected herself from Laguna Beach, the hills and everything that was once her life with MTV. So for her to come back, I was shocked that she agreed to it. They talked about how they even got her on the show. And then they talked about the season and what they experienced versus what they've now watched back. No, um, I completely agree. Like genuine shock was my reaction to this. I never in my life thought I'd see Lauren Conrad even talk about the hills, let alone sit down Laguna with Beach. Cri- it's only Laguna Beach. Whatever, you know what I mean. I talk about that time in her life, let alone sit down across the table from Kristen Cavallari. And I think one, like just this, this guest is like such a big get for Dear Media. And I think like it's, it's such a big deal. I'm like they deserve props because this is, this is actually like a a cultural shift for real. Like yeah. for a generation that grew up on this show, this like, this changes everything. Yeah. So I found so many of the things from the episode to be so interesting, but it also made me realize like her going on a Laguna Beach rewatch podcast really is so different from her going on a Hills rewatch podcast. And yes, her and Kristen had like high school beef, but it's not the same thing as like her Heidi and Spencer. You know, no, I no, don't no. think there would ever be them sitting down to talk about the Hills. Like that shit runs so much deeper. Whereas I think now looking back, we can all be like, this was a Petty. high school love triangle that actually wasn't even that triangular. They explained on the show how Lauren and Steven had their thing like before producers came to their high school. And then senior year, when the producers were interviewing everyone, they learned about this previous beef between Lauren and Kristen that had since been squashed. Lauren and Kristen said they remembered being at a party and they had it out and they made up and they were fine. But then when they were telling producers about their lives, producers heard about it and really dug in deep on that feud and Steven and Lauren said all of her senior year she had different boyfriends she was hooking up with different people but like the producers didn't want her to have anything other than Steven's Steven pining, pining for Steven so hearing what actually happened their senior year versus what we saw on the show was really interesting and also like their perspective on the show Lauren said that she had never watched a whole episode even when it was airing back in the day she used to only watch her scenes and fast forward through everyone else which oh, is so relatable. fucking relatable <laughs> yeah And she said, so it seems like she has a pretty good relationship with Steven throughout the years. They talk. She said that she had COVID by herself. So she was quarantining by herself for 10 days around the time that the Rewatch podcast came out. So she watched a few episodes of Laguna Beach season one. She listened to the first episode of Back to the Beach. And she said, I thought you guys did such a good job. You were really reflective, but also like really kind to everyone. So she felt like it would be a good environment for her to come on. And the only thing that was like, a little, you know, like there was no, um, not disappointing, but it felt like they came on and it's like this whole fight between Lauren and Kristen over the last 15 years was just imagined. Cause they were like, we never had a problem. And it's like, really? Like how you come mean in real life? Yeah. Like they, they just like, I think they have Maybe always they just like, didn't like fuck with each other. Like, yeah, I, I think that, and they're the type of people who like when they are together, they had had a good time. They have good memories together, but maybe just like with the spotlight, it was either always either Lauren or Kristen, like Lauren narrated the first season and then she graduated and Kristen narrated the second season. Lauren helmed the hills. I'm and sorry. Then- when you keep like bringing up the fact that they were in high school, like it's so crazy to me. Like high schoolers are so young. How did they even legally like get high school like you're like Lauren graduated so like Kristen was a junior in high school that is psychotic to me 
Yeah, it's really crazy. And then Lauren was the lead for The Hills, obviously. And it wasn't until Lauren left the show that Kristen came on. So it was like they could never even be on the same on show the same, together. And yeah. now all of a sudden they're sitting down and it's like, oh, we never had a problem. It was just a misunderstanding, which I'm sure a lot of it was. And like, they were also in Hollywood. They were the biggest stars. Like there's so many different things going on, but it just felt like the last 15 years of beef were imagined. Well, when just going back to what you said about her, obviously like would never sit down for the Hills. Um, I think a lot of that also has to do, cause I definitely think like their beef and everything on the show with between Lauren, um, Heidi and Spencer, it was definitely like dramatized, but then like, it's like afterwards, it's like Spencer and Heidi are still talking about Lauren and they're still like, Heidi was on call her daddy being like talking shit about Lauren's like multi-million dollar beauty brand being like, I mean, she should have been Kylie. Like they're still going after Lauren. Yeah. So it's like, of course, but now it's like, for Lauren and Kristen to like get into the beef of the last 15 years, it's so reductive and it's like, it makes no sense because like they really don't have like, they, they've never really publicly spoken ill of each other. Like I can see them just like- They've totally always been like politely cordial. shady. So I could see them like brushing these last 15 years. Like I could see it because like, it's really not that deep. But with Lauren and Spencer and Heidi, it's like Spencer and Heidi don't stop. Yes. And also like the initial beef between Lauren and Kristen was potentially like over Steven and how, right. you know- he was came between them and that's like tell like me trying to care about someone I liked in high school now like you couldn't catch me caring the initial beef between Heidi Spencer and Lauren is actually kind of serious where like yeah. he they accused her of having like a sex tape and it was real stuff right and then no, it no, just no, got crazier sure. and crazier but that's so also it, just like life like the shit that goes down in high school like isn't real right but I also feel like it makes sense that Lauren and Kristen would be even friendly they've had some really similar careers they have Two of them have had the most success from the show. They have real businesses. They have these empires and they're in similar spaces, but not exactly the same. So I feel like they should be friends. No, I completely agree. I like ship their friendship so hard. Lauren looked amazing. Like when I saw, I think I saw like an Instagram reels trailer on like the Dear Media Instagram account. And like I never in my life would have guessed that's who was sitting down. It's like my eyes took a second to register to my brain. Yeah, it was a shock. And they were just like cute with each other. Also, I thought that the flow of conversation was so good. I thought Steven and Kristen were really great podcasters. Like there was no gap. The questions that they asked were really good. And I felt like whole made whole after the whole thing. It was really, really enjoyable. I think like the big bombshell from the interview was they were really just trying to explain how like their beef over Steven was like not a real thing like Lauren was hooking up with Talon during that entire season yeah and other people too like she had other boyfriends the whole thing was imagined and if MTV was never there like she would never have been pining for Steve in her senior year I just like have never properly sit down sat down and thought about the fact that like Laguna Beach was about 17 year olds like the fact that they were in high school like I, I'm, I'm still stuck on that like I, I actually I'm only realizing it right now like I knew they were in high school but I never sat down and thought about it I actually watched a few episodes maybe five years ago and I was so surprised to see one, like they all seem really drunk in a lot of the scenes and they mm. are like 17, 16, 18. And I thought like that was so weird at the time when I watched it as a kid, I had no idea like that's what I was seeing. And even Lauren said, she was like, what's so crazy is in the episodes I watched, I never really say much. Like I have a few, I say like a line here, a line there, but I'm not like saying anything. Yeah. And I guess that it's just interesting, but I also can't imagine watching footage of myself in high school, like how cringe that is. Oh my God. Like 
kill me literally yeah. like slit my throat but that okay you have to watch footage of yourself in high school and you get to have like a multi a, yeah, yeah, million yeah. dollar business and I think yeah. that's what Lauren said like because Kristen was like what was the best part of the show and what was the worst part and she was like well the best part is that I got to launch my brands and I you know have this business that I don't know that I would have without these platforms so it's worth it and what she said was the worst the worst oh that she didn't have a college experience really mm. because she like went to san francisco she was there four days a week and then she had to fly home to do the the voiceovers every right. weekend so oh that's interesting but she was like that's a small price to pay for what we got out of it no it's so true honestly like i never thought everything that lauren does it's like i keep trying i keep like calling her lc um you can call ev- her lc <laughs> everything that lc does um post hills is like so refined like her brand she's very premium so I didn't know if there was ever like a day was gonna come that she would actually sit down and talk about the experience but now that she did it's like of course it's in like this very like I think this was the perfect conversation it's like I feel like sometimes when people go on like podcasts and just talk about like their you know peak it's like so tacky Mm -hmm. and this was just premium and everyone looked great and it was like high production value and it's like number one on the iTunes store. Like it's all very uh, premium, elevated. Yeah. And I think the reason why it's not like tacky or sad is because that actually wasn't their peak. I, I Their peak has been like the last 15 years and it just keeps going and and they're like living the lives that, that they really want. I also thought it was interesting that Lauren actually lives in Laguna Beach now with her family. Wow, really? Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, it's really... It was really cute. I'm trying to think of some of the other highlights or interesting points. Oh, a few things that made headlines was Lauren like apologized to Kristen for calling her a slut in Cabo. And Kristen was like, I called you a slut too. And I said really terrible things about you and I'm really sorry. And like they could, I don't think they care anymore. No, I mean, let's be honest. Like we all called someone a slut in high school. Like, yeah, but you don't have to like watch it again. No, no, there's no proof. Yeah. Also, Lauren was like, that she was like that first season when they were filming us and we didn't know if it was going to be a show or anything. Like I thought I just like got away with, you know, I just made two grand and this isn't going anywhere. And like, we just pulled one over on them. They're going to film us. We're just being ourselves. No one's going to pick it up. And we made two grand. Yeah. And so she said for that reason, like that season is exactly who they were like, and so unfiltered and just so authentic because they did not even know that they had a show yet. Okay. How many seasons overall were there of Laguna Beach? So there's Lauren's senior year, Kristen's senior year, and then I don't know how many seasons they did after that. And then also they went and did, there's three seasons of Laguna Newport Beach, Beach. And then Newport Beach was after that. But like who was on Newport Beach? Nobody. Oh my God. I just remember that one scene from Newport Beach. That show never went anywhere, but there was like the right. one girl and she was kissing that guy for the first time and they played Bubbly by Colby Calais. Ah, and iconic. I was like, oh my God. That's all I remember. That's so funny. Yeah, Newport Beach, like Newport Beach never really took off. Um, it's just funny when you think about these shows. This happens to me a lot, like shows that define your childhood. Like you associate it with the entirety of your childhood and then you learn like as you grow up. Like Lizzie McGuire was two seasons. Right. It's crazy. But I think Laguna Beach transitioned into the hills pretty quickly. Yeah. So it, we never really had a lull. No, and then the city, like it was a lot. The city. Good times. Yeah. Honestly, it's, this whole thing is like kind of making me want to rewatch Laguna Beach. Maybe you should. And then you should listen to all the episodes and get to totally. behind the scenes. No, I love this. I think this was like a huge moment in pop culture. Like this is something like it'll be in the textbooks. Yeah. And we, I feel like we've really come full circle. Yeah. No, it's just something I never, I never thought I'd see the day. I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah. So that was a fun highlight of the week. Trip down memory lane. 
Are you ready for our next story, which is also some amazing news? Yeah. Michael Orr married his longtime girlfriend, Tiffany Roy, former oh. NFL player oh, who inspired oh, the movie the, Bi- the Blind Side, has scored a different kind of touchdown, or whose hard-earned path to football glory was depicted in Michael Lewis's best-selling book and film, The Blind Side, wed his longtime girlfriend, Tiffany Roy, in a lavish ceremony on Saturday. The pair's nuptials took place in Nashville and was attended by about 200 people. On Instagram, she said, I'm filled with joy. Can't believe people took their time and came to celebrate. Michael Orr said, my beautiful wife, I love you so much. Thank you for blessing me with our family. Easily the best single weekend I've ever been a part of. Oh my God, like not me being emotional that like Michael Orr is like starting his own family. Like I'm, I'm actually going to cry. They actually have two sons already <gasps> together oh. and, and, and two daughters. Oh my God. I love yeah. that. Like re like, you know, like, like having your own family after like, you know, growing up without one is like, so, oh my God, I'm like emotional. They've been together for 17 years. They met when he was at university of Mississippi. Oh my God. Everything I learned about this story makes me love Michael Moore more and more. Now I want to know, like, was, was the family there? Were Sandra the Tuies there? They are, they're not mentioned in this article. I don't know. The last last time I watched The Blind Side, I went and found all the twoies on Instagram. One of them is a toaster and a redhead. You're kidding. Um, she's a also redhead? a redhead. Yeah, I think it's the um, Collins. Lily, Lily Collins. Collins. I think it's Collins was a redhead and a toaster. But like being a redhead is even more impressive. It's so Like niche. everyone's a toaster. Of course. No, it's so niche. It's so niche. Um, and I didn't see that they found Mike that they followed Michael on Instagram or vice no. versa. So I think that there was like trouble. I tried to Google it. There wasn't a lot of information because obviously like people aren't doing the reporting that we that actually, actually need. matters. Yeah. And so I just left it at that. Oh my God, I'm devastated. Sorry, I didn't mean to I didn't mean to ruin your day. No, day equals ruined completely. But let's bring it back to Michael Orr has bit has found love for the last 17 years and now he is making it official by I'm so happy for him. Celebrating I really am. his wedding. I mean, they were already together for 17 years and have four kids, so like this isn't what I thought it was, but So it's I a love like, story already. I guess my tears at the beginning were like a little premature and dramatic, but um still no, so I happy. No, I think this for him. is even more beautiful than the fact like than say they were dating for 2 years, engaged for one and they got married and like it could go either way after this. Like That's this true. is a bona fide love story. So true. You can feel good about it. You, you don't have to about it. I you don't do have to check on them. You don't have to worry about them. I feel good about it. So I'd love any excuse to talk about Michael Orr. I'm so glad he's found love. I completely agree. And success. He just retired in 2016. Oh, good. I hope he has like a nice fortune. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, I need to watch a blind side, but like I, I emotionally cannot handle it. There are certain movies that like I know are incredible that like are genuinely too heavy for me. And the blind side is one of them. Yeah, that's some, uh, there's something else that I feel like just came up in conversation or something that is too heavy for me. The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith like, uh, is genuinely yeah. too heavy. I saw it once when I was like when around when it came out, it destroyed me. No, that and scene I, where I like his ever. boss asks him for five dollars to pay for the cab and it's like all he has in his wallet. Like I, I like I was not OK, like certain like like certain things like I, I don't have the inner peace to watch. Like, yeah, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Of course, like all the Holocaust movies, I can't. Yeah. You have to see them once and then never again. Yeah, never again. Never again. Never again. Are you ready for our next story? I actually just saw the funniest bit on stand-up, of stand-up on TikTok. Hmm. So, 
Actually, I hate like reciting stand-up. It's just move on. It's like never as funny as you think it's going to be, you know? I'll send you, you the link. I'll send okay. you the link. Send me the link. Our next story, Nikita Dragon has been arrested and charged with felony battery on a police officer. I heard about this. Nikita Dragon was arrested on Monday night after she was caught walking around a luxury Miami hotel pool naked. TMZ reported that the YouTuber had allegedly been walking around the pool area in her bathing suit and being disorderly for hours. Hotel staff claimed that when they were asked when they asked her to put her clothes back on, she intentionally threw water on them, which is Ooh. when the cops were called. However, by the time the police got there, the 26-year-old had retreated to her hotel room and was blasting loud music. In an attempt to get her under control, police officers and hotel security knocked on her door several times before she finally greeted them. But when they told her she needed to abide by the hotel rules, she allegedly slammed the door. Then she allegedly opened the door and told officers, do you want more? Before throwing a water bottle at them. She was arrested on the spot. Following the incident, the influencer was booked for felony battery on a police officer, misdemeanor disorderly conduct, and misdemeanor battery. She was booked at Miami-Dade County's Turner Guilford Knight correctional center it's unclear if she's been released so this is a crazy story but i also saw you know what's so weird about like zoom court is that like people can like join so somebody joined like her arraignment and she did ask when she would be transferred out of the men's unit they put her in the men's unit which is really sad and like really unsafe why i don't know it was really sad like i saw it on tiktok oh I know. Um, so she was probably like drunk or something, right? Like I don't think anybody like acts like that normally. Yeah, I'm sure she was like drunk and maybe it's giving it's giving Luanne Deleceps in Jupiter. Yeah, maybe some drugs, party drugs. Who knows? Yeah, um, no, honestly, like not. I, I follow her on Instagram. I actually, unfollowed her today just because like I realized like it's not like my favorite content. But I was watching her Miami content like this weekend, and I was like. It looked so wild. I remember like remarking, being like, damn, she looks like she's having a good time. Like she never really posted like that before. So maybe she was on like a bender or something. We've all been yeah. there. I don't know. That's just not not good behavior. Like you no, can have and, a good time. You can, you can party hard without assaulting a police officer, I think. And the hotel staff, like, come on. Right, right. Like, come on. Go out, like go to a party. Go to the clubs. Like it's Miami. There's a million places where they welcome behavior like that. Yeah, you don't. But need I'm sure to, she like, was staying at like a really swanky hotel. Yeah, can't act like that. No, you can't. Are you ready for our next story? If it's the next story, that's sponsored by BetterHelp. Oh, it is, and it's actually a really great compliment to the next story. Well, thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring today's episode. Life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, or becoming a parent. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. So BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. They have matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists that are available 100% online. Plus, what's so great about BetterHelp is that it's affordable. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, and there's no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com toast. What's so great about BetterHelp is the way that you can switch therapists almost immediately um, because anyone will tell you like in order to find the right therapist, like you have to 
shop around a little bit and like going and finding new ones waiting in the office it can be like a really laborious process that I think sometimes discourages people from the idea of therapy in general but doing it all online you can video chat you can text you can call it just makes it way more accessible and way less of a big deal to switch up your therapist so again you can learn more and save 10% at betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash toast betterhelp.com slash toast Great. Thank you so much. And um, welcome. Related, similar, yet different. Scientists are saying that grabbing a shovel and digging a hole might help you if you're stressed out. There's a TikTok trend going around of people digging holes because science oh, I is saw showing. This. Studies are showing that it can help relieve stress. A student in Scotland well, said- Isn't that just like exercise in general? Yeah, but there's something about hole digging in particular. And for me, like my mind just went to the movie Holes. Like all of this course. time, all this time we thought that they were just like abusing these kids, but maybe it was stress relief. Maybe it was a de-stressing method, a very unorthodox, you know, kind of Eastern medicine type of de-stress. Right. That also, you know, they're looking for the treasure that was buried. It's, it's a twofer, two birds, one stone. I haven't seen holes in a minute. Is that why Sigourney Weaver was making all the kids dig holes? Yes, because there was a legend that there was a treasure buried. And in the end, Shia found the treasure. Right. Shia. 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 No, Stanley Yelnats is like a legend. And and what did Stanley get sent to holes camp for? Like, what did he get in trouble for? It was like for Ooh, it was like a like military school. The right? first five minutes of the movie that, you know, people always miss. Yeah, totally. While well, you're like making the snacks. But like some delinquent behavior. Right. But was he sent there like by the, the government or like yeah. his parents? I, I think by the state. Okay. Like it's like juvenile detention in, a, instead of like a juvenile prison. Like It's you kind of like holes. dark for a Disney Channel original movie, you know? Yeah. But I mean, the end was so wonderful. Sploosh. Beautiful. Sploosh. I Plus, need to see this movie. It's like, again, I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, me neither. I don't know why I remember it like word for word. Like for me, like a core memory. Yeah, you literally know everything about it. You're like a, a Holes historian. For me, like the iconic scene is when they eat those radishes. Like for some reason, that's like seared in my brain. Oh, that's so funny. Not for me, but now I, I'm. Or is it I'm an there. onion? Like what was it? I think it? it's they onion. Pull, they like pull it out of the ground. Yeah. Iconic. Iconic. Was like, Anyways. I like wanted an onion when I was a kid, you know? Research is showing that digging holes can be very therapeutic. So people on TikTok are now digging holes. Just um, park rangers are saying, please fill them in back in when you're done. Don't just leave Not all these the holes. park rangers. The park rangers. So people are digging holes on the beach, which is yeah. so nice. And honestly, that seems like a great form of like mental and physical exercise. Just to fill them in when you're done. I love that there's a trend on TikTok that's encouraging people to get, get outside and get outside. get outside, de-stress. I feel like a lot of, you know, stress and fatigue actually comes from TikTok. So I think this is great. I love that the kids are, you know, working on themselves. Working on themselves. And this is a trend I can get behind a TikTok trend because most of the TikTok trends like require you to use your phone more, like to learn the dances. Mm -hmm all of these things to watch these videos to literally memorize these scripts so you can like film yourself saying something for yes. what for likes. what for likes, likes exactly so this is real stuff and you know what it goes back thousands and thousands of years like um digging holes. for thousands of years these men gave their lives to the night's watch for thousands of years humans have been digging holes 
So true. Are you going to go out into your yard and dig a hole later then to de-stress? Like once Harry goes down for a nap? No. Not going to break up my yard. No, I don't. Yeah, I, no. I, I never thought about it, me doing it. You'd have to do I, it at the beach. Yeah. But I don't know. The shovel's like heavy. I don't think I'm built for hole digging. I definitely agree. You're no Stanley Elnats. No. Are you going to go dig some holes? Where? In the concrete? In Central Park. Imagine I show up to Central Park with a shovel and I start digging a hole. I would get arrested. There's definitely something illegal about that. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like... um, It's destruction of property. Like, Yeah. And they take Central Park seriously. They do. They you could probably go to one of the other parks and do it. Yeah, like one of the ones that nobody cares about. Yeah. That they've just let go. 100%. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Final story, yeah, because we got to get into Dear Toasters, which I'm excited about. We do. Students in El Paso are very upset after their SAT exams flew out of a UPS truck. Did you see this? What? El Paso High School students' SAT exams were lost after test papers flew out of a UPS truck. The school district official said they're working closely with the college board to determine a remedy for the 55 students whose answer documents were lost. The incident affects students who took the exam on October 27th, and since then they have decided that the kids need to retake the SATs because they wound up in the middle of the road. Oh, that ain't fucking right, bitch. Yeah. I wonder, though, if it's the exact same test... And now they know the questions, no. but probably not. Oh my God. This, the kids who took the ACTs are probably like so fucking happy. Well, it's not everyone whose tests were lost. Just the ones who flew off the, U- like some of them stayed on the UPS truck. Oh. Some of them flew. Some of them Honestly, I feel like this is one of those like rare situations where the kids should get like, you know, a perfect score. Like just, you know. I know, but. But to make them retake it, like those tests are like are so difficult and they, they really stress out the kids. Like, I don't know. I think it's, this is a terrible story actually. Yeah. And some of them are now going to take the ACTs instead with no, because like the deadline for that is November 4th or December 10th. So they could still I mean, now that. they know what they're going to write their essays about. The yeah. trials and tribulations of the UPS truck. And then maybe they could write their essay about, you know, this dystopian universe where like, if the tra- test had made it onto the truck, like they would have gone to this college and lived in oh, this one life. Oh my, it's like life. that Lily Reinhardt movie and the Gwyneth Paltrow one, Sliding Doors. Yeah, but that would be a really good essay topic. But now that they have to take the SAT again, maybe it's a better score or a worse score and how that changes their life because this UPS driver didn't follow protocol. I never really thought about like how the tests get to like the college board, whatever it's called. Yeah. Like the standard. They just like go board. through the mail with everything else. No, like I would have assumed it's like a Brink truck, you know, like lock and key. Yeah. That's how seriously like they take themselves over at the standardized testing committee. Right. But you couldn't have that for every school in every state. No, I guess not. I really never thought about it. Like I just handed in the blue book and bounced. Mm -hmm. Said a prayer and just wish for the best. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Thinking of those campers. Ugh, there's so much that sucks about being a kid these days, honestly. Yeah. Between, like, missing out on, like, so many iconic moments, like, because of COVID and then, like, being, you know, everyone's, like, constantly in a state of, like, depression and anxiety because of, like, social media. I'm really glad I grew up, like, at the tail end of the digital age. Mm-hmm. No, not the tail end. The beginning of the digital age. You love the digital age. I'm a digital girl, you know? Yeah. Influencer, mogul, media empire-ess, empress. Your eye clarity. Totally. I clarity. 
Um, okay, should we dive into Dear Toasters, our advice segment every Wednesday where we try and help our listeners out to, you know, get out of the pickles they found themselves in? Yes, please. So Dear Toasters, if you ever want to submit, it's deartoasters at gmail.com. We'll always keep your shit anonymous and you can write in about anything. Just try and keep it brief. The need to know information, you know, basics. Ready? Mm-hmm. Jackson Claude, how are you, Dern? Longtime listener since the early days of the breath, first time writer, and I will keep it brief. My precious gem of a man fiance and I have been together since high school and we're getting married in a couple of months. He's the best, very loyal, funny, charming, driven, etc. The one thing is, and tell me if I'm overthinking this, is that him and his mom have a kind of weird relationship. They always have. He's the epitome of a mama's boy, but maybe to a fault, they are legitimately always texting. I mean, 24-7, and he even sends her good morning, beautiful texts. He calls her beau, sorry, he calls her boo, calls her beauty. He sends hearts all the time back and forth with her. I have a great relationship with his mom, so it's not like she's weird with me or anything like that. But am I right to be a bit weirded out with the flirtatiousness of his own mother? Sincerely, a slightly verklempt toaster. No, I'm sorry. Good morning, beautiful. Like, that is reserved for your partner. Like, that's fucking weird. It's weird. Sure. But now being a boy mom, like, the thought of Harry growing up, like, being engaged to a wonderful girl, but, like, still remembering to call his mother beautiful and, like, to check in on me. Just like show me how much he loves me. Like mom goals, mom goals. No, I'm sorry. Like there is a line. And I believe like this crosses the line. It, it's fucking weird. I also think it's important to note like what, um, like what religion or ethnicity your husband is. Cause like this is a very like Jewish boys and their moms are like very, very tight. I could see them like being Jewish. Not that it matters, but like it is a cultural thing too, just to give more context. But I still find it fucking weird. Like Ben is extremely close with his mom, like talks to her multiple times a day on the phone. And I don't think he would ever send a good morning, beautiful text. Like that's weird. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything you really do about it without like looking jealous of his mom and then you just like look crazy especially because like they're not flirting I think that if you guys stay together and get married and have kids like this will work itself out because he won't have the time to be constantly checking like sending texts like when there's a baby crying you know so right if you love him and everything else is good just you know ignore it and I think if this is the biggest problem in your relationship then you have a very strong relationship but like if something bothers you it bothers you and like it is weird yeah, it's like, not. And I think there's a way, obviously, to tell your mom. Like, now I'm thinking, like, Ben tells his mom that she looks beautiful. Like, when we go out to dinner, like, he's always like, Mommy, you look so beautiful. Um, so he doesn't say Mommy. He says, Mommy, you look so beautiful. Um, but I do think, like, the nature of, like, the good morning, beautiful. T- like, I'm stuck on the good morning, beautiful. Because that's, like, what you say to, like, a guy you're talking to. Like, you know, when you're in the talking stage or, like, you're just starting to date. Like, you'll get, like, a good morning, beautiful text. Like, it's weird. As a boy mom now, I think it's nice. If you asked me a year ago, I'd, I'd be totally with Claudia. But, like... I'm so happy for this mom that she has such a great son who loves her so much and he's engaged and doing, you know, in a proper, well-adjusted relationship. I think that as his plate gets fuller, you know, priorities change. So just ride it out would be my advice. Not you being like a blindly loyal mom defender. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's your like new energy you're bringing to Dear Hostess now? Plot twist. Yeah, I see it from a different point of view. I'm not just the- that's good. That's good. I'm not just the fiance anymore. Like I'm the mom. Right. Oh my God, that's crazy. You're the mom. Mm-hmm. All right, next up. Dear Jack's Claude and the Strice Bros, we are writing in as a group and we love you, but let's cut to the chase. We have a problem with a friend who is a phone snoop. 
For the sake of this story, her name is Rachel. She's a part of our friend group from high school, and we've all been close for over 10 years. We've always noticed that Rachel can be a little nosy when it comes to our phones. She will peek over shoulders to see who we're texting, even open and read our text messages if she has our phone while we're driving. More recently, though, it's gotten extreme. We found out through one of our close guy friends that Rachel had taken one of our phones without our permission and read a whole group chat's worth of conversation that was pertaining to her. The conversation shined a light on a time when Rachel was in the wrong. We used this group chat to vent and complain about Rachel. Rachel expressed to our guy friend that she was upset after reading the messages, but she has never brought it up because she's extremely non-confrontational. Should we tell Rachel that we know she has read those messages, and if so, how do we approach the fact that she continuously invades our privacy? XO from Three Toasters in need of some beautiful, stunning, and smart advice. Ooh, that's tough. Call it out. Like, first you could say, hi, I know she you She fucked read- around and found out. So you can't even feel bad about her reading those messages. That's Like, that's, why, why is she engaging private. in this, like, emotional self-harm if she wants to read all these, like, unkind things about herself and then not even want to confront you about it? So it's just, like, bottling up inside her. Honestly, you need to do her a favor and bring it up because she's going to explode. Yeah. And I would say, one, like, I know you read the group chat about you. Um, do you want to know where we're coming from or you just wanted to like read it be shady and then what stew behind our back no, and be like and I'm two, sorry that you had to like read yeah. that but you also crossed a major line yeah no and I would say t- once you figure like explain to her and have it out over that group chat situation you should say like and also you need to stop reading everyone's phones you need to stop snooping you need to stop if I hand you my phone for something like I I'm not friends with a private investigator and like if you want to be my friend like I'm allowed a modicum of privacy and I this shit needs to stop. Right. And like, you have to like respect boundaries. Like they're not even that crazy. No, ask. I would like, if I felt like a friend who I love and wanted to stay friends with was doing something like this, I would just be like, the fuck are you doing? Like, stop. This yeah. Well, the work. thing is, this isn't my jam and it's weird behavior. This isn't my plate. Mm-hmm. I am sometimes a proponent of snooping. Never when it comes to friends. Like that really crosses a line. Snooping, not because she like wants to find out one specific thing. Like she's addicted to like just knowing things about people. Like it's not like she's always going in people's phone and like searching her own name, which would be another self, another form of like emotional self-harm. Who would ever do that? Oh my God, don't ever do it. I did that once with a friend who like I have like a very, um, they don't even know. Like we just have like a very tumultuous relationship. Like we have like time periods where we don't talk. It's not like a peaceful friendship. Like my friends from high school, like we've never gotten fights. Like that's, if I search my name in their phone, I wouldn't find anything. Like, but this is like, a was like a tumultuous and I found such crazy shit. Um, and I'll never do it again. It was like a lesson you have to learn the hard way. Cause like I'm a curious person, you know? Yeah. And what people say about you or think about you, like, is really not your business. Like, how they yeah. treat you is so. And people are really entitled to, like, you know, have their thoughts about you, like, whether you like them or not. Yeah. So, and not everyone, like, 100% of the time thinks only positive thoughts about you, even if they're your friend. Like, you could have done right. something that upset them. They talked about it with someone else. So, I would just say, like, I don't want a friendship like this. You're yeah. not, like, my boss. You don't get to, like, no. Cover. Um, so either change your ways or that's that on that. Yeah, no. And I feel like she's going to come at the conversation from like a victim mentality. Like, I can't believe you guys said this about me. And it's like, I feel like you really need to drill in the fact that like what she did, how she found out this information. It's like in court when you. It's inadmissible. It's inadmissible. When you like illegally get evidence, it's inadmissible. Like the way she found this out is illegal. So honestly, her feelings on the on the matter don't matter to me. Yeah, we had this group chat about you because we wouldn't include you because we're not psychopaths and we want to spare your feelings. But feelings. if you want to know everything everyone thinks and says about you, like we'll add you next time and we'll say the same stuff. Yeah. Would that be better? Yeah. 
Is bitch and better? Then, is bitch better? And then you can spiral into the conversation about like her general lack of awareness when it comes to like boundaries and reading through people's phones. Yeah, I don't have time for this. Like, no, that's need, like a psychotic thing to do. People need to act right. People need to act right. Well, our third and final one, which I think we're going to have a, uh, a difficult time helping because I really don't know the right answer, is brought to you by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you're among them, know you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to, del- to deliver results. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically shown to improve your hair growth, the thickness of your hair, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, the environment, nutrition, and metabolism, and they're supporting that through whole body health. They have three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician formulated using natural drug-free medical grade ingredients, and it is consistently effective dosages so you can get the most reliable results. I know you experienced like a thinning of your hair postpartum you had like great thick growth during hair during pregnancy and then after it was kind of sparse is that right yeah thanks for adding that out (laughs) um no I lost so much hair around month four postpartum and I had to go through that and really like there's no way to thwart it in in a real way you have to just experience it but then once it's over like and you're in a phase of regrowth like there are so many great supplements like Nutrafol that you can take and I'm actually in my regrowth season which I never want to complain about because I'm just so happy that it's here and it's back and that everything that I'm doing is working but it's like very annoying and I need a serious pomade um so that it's not always poking out from my head but I'm not complaining In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support the toast by going to Nutrafol.com, enter the promo code TOAST, and save $15 off your first month subscription. It's their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to the U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. You can also get the $15 off. Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and the code is TOAST. All right, our third and final Dear Toasters. Again, thank you to everyone who wrote in. Hello, Jackson Claude. Hello. Let me cut to the chase. Let me cut to the chase with this one. My 16-year-old cousin messaged me last night a photo of a positive pregnancy test and she asked for help. She's extremely immature and sheltered and she's been going through a lot mentally this year. I know her family doesn't know what to make of the depression and anxiety that she has. Her family is very conservative and I know this won't go over well with them, obviously because she's 16. She came to me because I know she trusts me. I'm her 28-year-old fun cousin, but I don't know if I should tell her mom or what I should do. I don't want her to lose my trust since she doesn't have a lot of people to rely on. What do I do? Thanks. That's tough. I mean, you want to be like fun, cool cousin, but like this is like such a big deal and potentially like a medical thing that like you have to tell her parents. Like, yeah, and I know I that's would, like the worst thing you could do to a 16 year old. She'll, she'll hate you. I know. I would first approach it. Like I would go to her and be like, we need to tell your mom like because what you need right now is support like to go through something like this alone and even though you have your 28 year old cousin like it's not enough like you need your family you need your parents and and you need your mom so I would try and convince her like we'll go tell your mom together it's gonna be okay like I'll be here the whole time like in case you need you know someone to have your back or anything if she was completely against it like refuses I would go ahead and tell her mom because of course she's gonna be so upset but one day she will know why you did what you did and what she needs is support resources knowledge 
family, people who let her know that they'll be there for her and that like, you know, hopefully whatever decision that she would want to make, like that she is supported and that she would have what she needs to make that decision. So this is not something a 16 year old can go through on her own with their 28 year old cousin. I would try and convince her to do it with you. But if, if she wouldn't, I would go to her mom yourself. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really good call. Hopefully like the, the first way she is down to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you also just have to be prepared for the fact that she probably won't be ready and you'll probably have to tell her parents behind her back. And like, you just have to be prepared for her like hating you for a couple of years. Yeah, but she's not going to hate you for her whole life. And no. you will have done what's best for her because she shouldn't have to go through that alone. And if she has alone. people around her, then they should, she should use them and, and, and they should be able to help her. Whatever yeah. it is. Um, yeah, I think that's the right, the right call. And it's like fun to be like the cool cousin, cool aunt. But like, this is like, I think like a little too serious of a situation. Cause I do think like there are people in your life, like if Harry, you know, has a problem and he wants to tell me like, and it's not that serious, like I'm not going to tell you, like I am going to be like the cool aunt. Yes. But sometimes like there are situations that go beyond that. And this is obviously one of them. Right. And I don't know what she's like told you and if she knows what she wants to do, but if she's, um, if she doesn't know like what she's doing, like she, she needs she's more. She's so young. She needs more support, more help, and like people who, and people who she loves and respects, and like their opinion. I think. I think all of that matters. Yeah. No, she's just far too young to even attempt to do this alone. And honestly, you're only 28. Like I'm 28. What the fuck do we know? You know? Right. Right. Like you. 28 is like not an adult. Yeah. So if you're me, I think that assuming like that her parents are loving and, and care about her more than anything, which I would hope that they do, um, you should tell them. Yeah, I think so too. Hopefully together. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. Hopefully we were as helpful as possible. Again, if you ever want to write in or if your submission hasn't been read yet, feel free to resend it. Maybe we didn't read it because it was like a little too long. Um, Deartoasters at gmail.com is the email account. We will always stay anonymous, of course. That is our show. That is also our final um, episode for the week. We are back in studio on Tuesday after my tour. I can't wait to see everyone in Durham, in Charlotte, and in Birmingham this weekend. Jax, I hope you enjoy your time off. Spend some time with Roldini. Give him big slobbery wet kisses from his auntie i will also the crown drops tomorrow so yeah every time i read an article about like the crown like the date of when it drops is changing because i think it changes and it drops in different countries at different times Uh anyways it drops around this weekend so hopefully by tuesday we'll have a recap for you guys oh my god yeah well i'm traveling a lot so i should have a lot of time wait that's so exciting yeah And there's tons of good shit on the Patreon if you're missing us tomorrow or Friday or Monday. Um, This is the last big leg of the tour. The uh, last shows are Delaware and my uh, special taping in New York. So the tour was really supposed to be over this weekend. So there won't be like a bunch of missed travel dates for some time. So I appreciate everyone's patience with me thus far on the tour missing episodes Jackie of course for always holding down the fort I appreciate you and I can't wait to rock it out at these last couple of shows I'm getting emo it's the end of end log it's end log end log we'll miss thank her. you so much for this 
I miss her too. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Video, I hear Radio, Guestbox, all of the places. So if you listen to podcasts, find us the Toast and leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Oh no, about how wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. Happy Hump Day. And we'll see you back here on Tuesday. Love you dearly. Bye. Love ya. Bye.